Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Community Podcast, Episode 2. Um, my name is Leibs. I am your Community Ambassador, and today we have some an exciting one for you. Uh, for the first time on record, we're going to dive into the current season of The Hunt, our thoughts, our expectations, and some of the prep expected for uh, the upcoming uh, and much-anticipated Grandmaster Nightfalls uh, Sherpa runs that Chloe will be doing. Um, before we begin, I want to remind you to uh, remind everybody about the, the community giveaway. We're so close. I think when we checked tonight, we were like seven away from that $65 yep. giveaway. And remember, guys, we want Chloe to spend money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure we're subscribed to that and let's get that taken care of and finished up here. Um, and remember, the, the prize has, has changed from Cyberpunk to any game um, of the, the winner's choice of a $65 or less value. All right. Yeah. Um, and like I said, once we reach 100 subscribers. So, uh, once again, today I'm, I'm joined by Clo, our community leader, and Mouse Capone, our fearless mod. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna be talking just like I said about the uh, start with the season of the hunt. Um, so, where do you guys think this season stands in comparison to uh, um, Shadow the first season of Shadowkeep? Because um, I think that's the best comparison with the season thing being only about a year old. Um, how do you guys feel so far? It's living up to the expectations that have been set up by Bungie. To me, I mean, uh, this it. this season is in. If you look at, uh, if you compare it just with um, Season of the Undying from Shadowkeep, it is a shadow of a doubt. Like it, it is horrible. It is just. It is does not have the same amount of content. The weapons and things that drop aren't interesting. Um, it doesn't feel like, I mean, it, I know they're trying to set up a new kind of like story arc with it, with Crow and everything, but it just doesn't resonate well. The, the doing the hunts is boring. It's just, okay, you just go around and grind the same activities you've been doing. And then you do something different for maybe about five minutes and that's it. Um, and as for content, that is the only content loop that exists within destiny right now. Um, and compared to past seasons, it is just very sad. It's de it's depressing how little content there is in this season to do. Um, once you've gotten a good roll on your weapons and you've gotten a, uh, um, if you even want to use the weapons, uh, and you get the armor pieces that you want, there's nothing to do with it anymore. There's I wouldn't go and do hunts in my free time just for the heck of it it's just it isn't worth doing yeah i mean i i couldn't agree more i i don't know how we got here after after even season of the undying which was kind of you know, okay it was still kind of light but the activity was 100 times better the the feeling the only thing i wish they would have done different because they changed the final boss right that's where the whole seasonal activity culminated where the final boss of that activity changed we were all kind of secretly hoping hoping that we could go through that big ass portal that was being built and go and fight oh, yeah. you know the uh, the undying mind that that would have been that would have been awesome but still a hundred times better than than what these hunts are and and what we're doing right now and uh, weapon wise i think there's only one that's interesting and that's deafening whisper because you can get ambitious assassin, which is awesome to have on a on a special grenade launcher. Like you you can do some serious serious damage with that. And essentially, once you have it, you're able to have two in the mag at all times. Um, but I I can't help but think about like other seasons that we that we've had where the activities have been 
incredible. And you'd feel like they could use that programming and coding that they have and, you know, duplicate it maybe in an easier way than, than what it is. And I, what I'm referring to is obviously the best one ever is Menagerie, like incredible seasonal activity. And probably we'll never get something that good as a seasonal activity again. But the second one was Sundial, which was like a mini menagerie but it still had targeted farms and it still had three different distinct areas and activities and i don't know the season of the dawn was so dry and kind of boring but it had that activity which was 100 times better than this and it had that uh, incredible puzzle which was it was a big womp on the reward but but the but the puzzle was pretty cool we were all hoping it was going to be the new zero hour or whisper mission but you know i don't know how how we go from that this because... i was taking even a step back even further um remember i remember distinctly what back when we were on blizzard remember the first day of season of the drifter where we played for maybe about three hours and like well this was interesting uh <laughs> boot up siege and then we played yeah. siege the day of a release the day of a release yeah. that is obscene for yeah. destiny for people that play it like we do to flip-flop on it on the same day it comes out yeah i could not believe that but even even we're like we're waiting for the releases we're like aching yes. for it like i need this fix like give me give me and even with uh the way that they did um uh season of the drifter even with all the problems that reckoning had it's reckoning was still an interesting regrindable activity because it was it was chaotic at least it was interesting to some degree but the hunts just aren't interesting. They are. They just don't have anything exciting. They don't have any pull to them. It's just like, I mean, it's hunt- less than a lost sector. It's less than a lost sector. Let's be real. Correct. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's a lost sector with with mechanics that are boring. That's yeah. it. It's it's so weird. It's so weird, man. And I don't know. I don't see why. Look, again, I, let's use Sundial, right? And let's not talk about Menagerie. It's too big. But Sundial seems like a realist, realistic expectation to have something of that size and sure this has targeted farming that's fine you know that that's nice that they're including it um i'll even say so man um rasputin and then his event was better than this even though it was oh my boring, god yeah. it was better right <laughs> no you're it right it, better. it was at least something it, it was cool to see the chaos of like of like seven or eight people running around and doing that public event Having the, the big giant warframe run around and shoot missiles at things like it was it Millie we called yours yeah Millie <laughs> Millie. Yeah, Millie and then we had Silly for Savage yeah. um, but Killy for me but and Killy for you um, <laughs> but that's the thing is that this this isn't exciting this isn't interesting it's like there's some cool lore building and stuff in here that you have for Crow but like let's even take it a step back so season of the hunt starts. Uh, like the story starts uh, from the result of Osiris going through and doing research on the the seeds or whatever, right? Sagira, who was a huge character in Curse of Osiris, dies off screen. Like, holy yes. crap. Like, this is supposed to be the culmination of like these two characters. Like, the conclusion of her story arc ends off screen. If they're trying to keep us involved with characters and story, like, I don't know. They should think about, um, f- I guess, picking and choosing better what needs to happen 
on screen in their games. I can understand the whole like lore thing being in like the books and the things you read in your cards or whatever, but well, those are to... climactic moments. Like, those are big yes. moments. I, I agree. I agree. Well, but and... specifically though, the season of the Undying, if I remember correctly, was just there. All they really released was the Vex mission that where you went to yeah, the moon. Yeah, those Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now the thing well, is there were, that there were a couple more. Sorry, to there were a couple right. more like random events that were happening on the moon. Yes. Spawning, but it was that one. I, I forget the name of the activity, but there was one main activity that you launched into. It was match made, six people, I believe, and you know it had its little rotation and then final boss, and you know it was still nice compared to this. What if, if let's say like this? If we were going to look at something like Season of the Undying compared to Season of the Hunt. Um, the amount of improvement you would need to see from Season of the Hunt to be equal to Season of the Undying is an insane gap. Like, the beginning yeah. of Shadowkeep compared to the beginning of uh, Beyond Light here, um, we it, the lack of content and lack of, like, regrindable things to do um, is just... just the disparity is huge. I can't believe it. The only thing that really you can regrind if it's something new you want to do is just the raid. Well, well, keep in mind though. Keep in mind as the season of hunt progresses, we are getting a grindable Hawkmoon quest. So I, I know we're trying to draw. We're trying to draw big comparisons wolf. here. Yeah, big one. Yeah. Some of us really like Hawkmoon. Um, I, dude, t- but uh, <laughs> I when I when I think about season of the season of the Undying. And compare it to this, I, I'm having a hard time seeing a difference and telling you which one I like better. Well, so I, S- Season of the Undying, like, if you, are you talking about just the season or you want to talk about the releases as I'm, well? I'm like, specifically talking about the season apart from, because we can talk about which is better, Beyond Light or Shadowkeep. I think they're both just uh, um, nostalgia well, trips. Well, um, when, you look at, when you look at the activities alone, how can you compare the activity from Season of the Undying to to the Wrathborn hunts. How does that even remotely compare in size and, and replayability? Who do you ever invite to go with you on a Wrathborn hunt? You're like, ah, fuck, I gotta do this to get my pinnacle. I need this weapon. Let me just get it over with. You know, That six-man match made activity, which was in Season of the Undying, felt more like an additional raid than it did a seasonal activity. Like like a six man strike, a, a, know, a, a big a big group of uh, people doing a lost sector. I will agree with that. And now that I, re- I think about it, that was enjoyable. But I don't. I I I get, no. I do dread doing the hunts. Um. But I I I am hopeful that this season has more to offer yet because I don't see a big disparity between the two. Like you on the roadmap, it's on the roadmap. There's not. There's nothing left. That's the problem. The roadmap, I think there's there's like uh, at the end of December or, or first week of January, the whole discover the secrets is, is over with from the roadmap. So that's why I'm a little bit skeptical. You know? What I think we'll see by the end of this season is we're going to have uh, the last big thing will be the Eververse event for Crimson Days. And we'll probably have like one or two, maybe one or two um, missions left for Crow based on some data mine stuff. But as for um, rewards and as for things that are coming out, um, I don't have a lot of hope for this season over other ones in the past. Put it like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, sure. 
we talked a lot about the season here. Uh, I want to dive in just a little bit deeper, um, but get some get some more uh, some broader ideas from you guys. So, if Bungie were listening, right? So if we had if we had Bungie's ear, um, the season the seasonal weapons, right? For especially specifically for the season of the hunt, should these weapons have a stronger effect because of you know the sun setting system now? Should they have a stronger effect on the current meta, whether that be PVE or PvP? Thousand percent. I use I use Warzone a lot for comparisons, right? When when we talk, because that's that's the, my second most played game currently. And if we look at what they do when they release new content, the new guns that come out are meta shifting, not affecting. They change the meta every time, and it encourages people to use the new weapons. For obviously, it's a business move on their part, makes people buy the new season, etc. But yes, it should change the meta every single time. I think that's how you can feel that things are powerful and that's how people will feel okay with leaving stuff behind is is the only way because new stuff is coming out and it's all just meh then how do you justify leaving the good stuff behind and you're left with just kind of you know muddy water so if you look at the look at the seasonal weapons that have that come out that are out not not including exotics not including things like duality and uh, etc but we have an uh a scout rifle an smg and two grenade launchers and the only uh, thing yeah the linear fusion oh and the linear fusion rifle when i look at all of those weapons compared to what i'm using in real end game content and even just running around and having fun none of those make my list they are infusion tools and fusion materials only um, as Close said before, Ambitious Assassin on the Special Grenade Launcher, awesome. That's a really cool addition, a really cool perk. But the only reason you farm that gun is to have that perk on that weapon. Like, mm-hmm. you can farm it for other roles, but that's the only one that really stands out. It's the only thing that makes it really unique. And it's the, only, it's the second waveform grenade launcher we've seen, which is cool. But that's the only thing I see that's unique out of it. There are some cool new perks on the gun. Like there's uh, there's one on the heavy grenade launcher where when you get kills, things explode. Um, they oh, the ex- chain reaction like, or whatever. Chain yeah, exa- exactly. And that's cool, but I'm not going to take it over something with Vorpal. Like I will use it with something with Vorpal weapon over that every single time. Because when I'm popping out the big heavy weapon... I'm not using it for ad clear. I'm using it for DPS. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I can see uh, that's different than that now is think about last encounter of Deepstone Crypt, where a lot of the time we're running double special, uh, single heavy, and you're using your heavy for ad clear. You run a heavy machine gun for that because why would I limit my ammo um, when I could be using a heavy machine gun to kill the enemies in Deepstone Crypt? It's 100%. these weapons, if, if, Bungie wants people to use their new weapons and have them be more interested in them. They need to just up the damage on everything and get rid of all the damage perks, or they need to um, make more interesting combinations with these weapons. Like, uh, what were the? So there were pinnacle weapons. If you remember, that was the original thing for like mountaintop and all that jazz. What were the ones called Six. after that? the ritual the pursuit weapons? Yeah, the ritual Rituals, weapons. Yep. Now, the ritual weapons, I think that is still fantastic. Like, that that was the most interesting thing to me when they got rid of pinnacle weapons. Like, oh, it's kind of a bummer, but 
ritual weapons were cool like i use komodo for the example komodo was my bread and butter when it came out and a shotgun with overflow that was awesome had like nine rounds in the magazine you could up it even further with a backup mag and that was sick but nothing that that has come out this season kind of compares even adored is just kind of like oh it's a sniper with triple tap vorpal it's a good weapon but it's not interesting they they fail with their weapons especially the seasonal ones where they want to make things interesting but they're not good they need to Mm -hmm. kind of level that out where it's like oh like this is actually a very useful weapon and it's kind of cool but which is weird because they they release some good weapons in the raid that have cool perks and that, that are that are strong, you know. So yes. it's in the game. You came out with it in the, at the same time. Yeah. Yep, it's weird. Maybe they're trying to create contrast. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that they that's the thing is that they won't. I mean, maybe they have come out and said it. I honestly I can't remember. Um, well, I know they want to move away from the damage amp perks, like things like rampage, things like vorpal, all those things. They want to try to kind of back that off and add the new perks but they just don't understand that as long as those exist and can be used the people will use them over every other perk mm-hmm. because every other thing is situational like thresh thresh is a really cool idea it's like pseudo bad juju perk where kills give you extra super energy that's a really good perk but it's not better than me getting amp damage it's not better than me doing more damage to bosses like, it would only it would only be better if the increased how much like if it was kind of almost a ridiculous amount of how much super energy you get back per kill. So yeah. like you, you gotta turn it up a little bit and make it interesting. Because if I'm gaining ten percent I, I don't know the math, I'm just saying if I'm getting ten percent per kill and then I use this to gain twelve percent per kill, well I don't need it. I just need one extra kill and I just made up for the difference. Right? Why would I why would I be using this? And uh, you know that's it's hard i don't know i don't know why they're so scared of of letting loose we talked about this a little bit last last podcast but yeah they're definitely playing it safe over and over again yeah on the on the seasonal pass really fast just 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 a quick uh yes or no you like or you don't maybe a brief explanation seasonal armor nope uh, Pretty? Good uh, looking? You like nope. it? This is purely a cosmetic question because I know these things I can make whatever thought, role they want. Uh, but I, I think they're hideous. I clear enough. I thought nope. I was clear enough with that. Nope. nope. Everybody thinks they're hideous. But the right. only thing I liked was the the hunter chest piece and hunter arms. Everything else is boogers. It, I mean, I can be a <laughs> I can be a dinosaur as the titan with my crest coming above I my mean, head. I, I think it's I think it's absolutely awful. I don't know. Somebody on the design team needs to get fired, and whoever whoever <laughs> is approving these designs needs to, needs to get a rain check. Like, oh my god, it, it it's awful. It's so you, terrible. The despair between seasonal armor and ornaments uh, that have come out since the seasonal stuff started is obscene. Like, look last at last season's too was really fugly. Remember last season's season? Like, it was terrible, terrible, yep. terrible. But you go back to uh, season Undying. of the dawn. Yeah, season of the undying that looked great. All the vex theme stuff was awesome. Yep. I season- love those. Season of the Dawn. I will. I don't think I'll ever use another Titan helmet ever again. It's like I could be yeah. state fourteen anytime I want to, and that's no. pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and they just uh, their art direction for what they're doing is really weird. Like Undying made sense 
because it was like, oh, we're going to do a Vex season, and this is where all the Vex season ornaments are coming from. I agree. And, and I understand, I mean, the like, the, of the hunt makes sense. There's covered in the bones, high... like the monster hunter theme. It, it, yes. it makes sense. It's just really ugly. Just, I agree. It's just I agree. Really if you ugly. compare the hive ornaments from season of the uh, season of the hunt compared to like the ornaments from Destiny One, oh. which were hive related for those, like the season, yeah. the Age of Triumph. Like so, those were oh. insane. Like the Crota, like the green energy stuff I was going just everywhere. Say, the Crota raid armor to me is still one of my favorite armors to date. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they went from having all this cool design uh, to now. And it was somebody in our community, I think it was Cleeks who mentioned, he was like, they, they got rid of all those teams. It's a whole different team designing it right now which is unfortunate and this whole team pays monster hunter <laughs> yeah right yeah honestly yeah <laughs> guys uh Dude. specifically the audio people listening uh put your ideas or what you think the uh, if you like this uh, uh this season's uh armor we want to hear about it. we want to hear what your thoughts were uh don't listen to clo um best comment <laughs> best comment will get a shout out for sure because uh we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it um but i know this is controversial so we want to hear from you guys too uh Really quick, I want to zero in on uh, something that everybody talks about. Neither they love it or they hate it, or everybody hates it, or they kind of like it. Uh, we actually had a conversation today in the, the raid um, about duality. Um, so I'd like to zero in on seasonal exotic weapons. Um, we all, you know, everybody has their favorite seasonal weapon. I think the one that we get talk about the most because we do Sherpas for, Clodo Sherpas for the GMs is Ariana's Vow. It came from a seasonal um, there's uh, weapons like the Fourth Horseman and, uh, you know, this season's Duality. Um, these weapons, are, are, they, are they actually usable? Are they actually good? Do we, do we think they should be better? Do we think they're, they're, they're not really ever meta-breaking? Do they need to be better, or are they doing exactly what Bungie wants them to do, and you think it should stay the same? I think so, the same the same issue as, uh, as what we talked about just now about the Season of the Hunt weapons. It's underwhelming. Uh, Ariana's is an outlier. It's a fantastic gun that is original, but the other Ariana's Ariana's was really weird because it like when it came out, we're like, oh, it's a special hand cannon that shoots like a train. Like that's really cool, and it can Mm -hmm. do things to these new champion enemies, whatever they are. And then we were like, well, this thing is actually pretty crappy in general play and we're not fighting champions all the time so into the vault it goes mm-hmm. but then once the grandmasters came out it was like oh my god we got to get something that's that you can shoot farther away and actually deal with these uh these barrier champs and we we're like well ariana's does that and yeah. and so ariana's just like i felt was like was like an like the cycle of the moon almost and it came out and the new moon where like it's just black just completely unusable not unusable is that like oh this doesn't work but it just it didn't have a real function yeah, to um, be used for an exotic slot it wasn't it wasn't worth it whatsoever no. outside of the gms but then it came back around to gms and it was like this is this is what we needed and, like <laughs> this was the gun that was like oh we can beat anything with this as long as you have ammo for it you can win and that was great, but the thing is, is that the other seasonal exotics that have come out, they kind of have all fallen flat to a regard, except for Wither Horde. 
Wither Horde was weird. Wither Horde was something that nobody expected. <laughs> it's just like, what is this kinetic grenade launcher that shoots blights, does AOE damage on the ground, and then infects enemies and makes more blights? Like that, that is Bungie awesome at its one. best. Like that, that is a weapon that is fun, that is a weapon that is usable, and it is a weapon that is strong. And I mean, obviously, it's had its own like little bits of balance tweaks here and there, but even now, it's just it's still so much fun to use. Agreed. Um, yeah, I agree. Then, then if you kind of kind of dial it back though, and look at thing, look at our other weapons. We have things like symmetry, which is like symmetry <laughs> boils up, and it can be uh, it can hit really hard when you have it working right. Um, same with duality. Duality is interesting because you can, it's the first shotgun that can switch between those two different archetypes of slug and, uh, pellets. And those, uh, like both of those have their uses, but since they are exotic, they're not worth taking up the slot for other things. Like, like why would I use symmetry over something like eyes of tomorrow? Why would I use symmetry or duality over something like wither horde or anarchy? You just, well, you, you don't, don't have eyes of tomorrow. So that's true. <laughs> oh, 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 I don't have eyes of tomorrow. Oh yet. man. Yeah. <laughs> he laid it out. I'm in, with, I'm in Wisconsin and it's cold. That was cold, off. dude. <laughs> Ouch. Love you now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I want to fire back with something, but I think it's too mean. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we have um, uh, we have the uh, like this big batch of exotics that are from the seasons and from seasons past, from old expansion things that are just sitting here doing nothing. Like peacekeepers. Have you ever heard of what peacekeepers are? Do you guys know what peacekeepers do? Without looking it up. No collections. It's a titan gear. Or are you talking about peace? Like, oh, here, this is, is it a, a titan equipment? Like a piece. It, it is a titan pair of pants that increases the equip speed and stow speed of SMGs. Yeah, that's it. That's Fantastic. all it does. And there are more exotics like that that exist in the game than you'd think. You just forget about them because you delete them or put them in your vault of their collections. That's it. I agree. They they made it. They made them gimmicky instead of actually useful. Every once in a while, we get a good one, and like with the horde, and uh, we can talk about. Oh, no, it doesn't have to be seasonal exotics. You know, lament is fantastic. You know, there's but, like you said, do well, I? I'm talking about seasonal because it ties into the whole theme. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, more like the conversation spans over to all exotics. There are too many gimmicky exotics because they probably feel pressure that we have to put out x amount of exotics it would be much better if they took these gimmicky ones toned them down and turned them into legendaries that you earn from specific activities and something like yep. just bring them back down both weapons and armor that have these perks and just tone it way down and make it legendaries that would be a much smarter move than useless exotics that like me i said it'll never be used because you can only use one you know what I mean? So never gonna happen. Yeah, the the seasonal exotic problem is still in the same vein as the exotic problem for the game. There's plenty to use, but there's also at the same time nothing to use at all. Because they all fall into the same camp of are these good in end game content and are these fun to use? And if it doesn't work in either of those two things, they just sit in your vault or get deleted. And they take up a big chunk of the game 
when it comes when you're looking at gear and exotics and stuff that if they were going to keep sunsetting things i would almost say look at that yeah. if that's really the route they want to keep but going even, even like even furthermore i always thought about this but falling guillotine enabled a whole lot of other exotics to be used in game yes. content because yes. of Fallen Guillotine's power. If you didn't have that last season or even this season, there's just so like you know you wouldn't use Wither Horde that much as you might use it now. You wouldn't use Trinity Ghoul as much as you use it now or last season. Like all all these different exotics that that exist that are actually being used now thanks to Fallen Guillotine. So yes, yeah, point. and that That's to me point. it has it has like an exotic feel to it falling eating does have an exotic feel to it. and that's kind of what i'm what i'm touching on is like tone them down and make less exotics make cool legendaries that are specific drops from spe- it could be the strike loot like it could be so simple as just I, strike loot you know i would almost have let's say this i think this is just kind of where this is coming to i would rather have more unique loot and less of it than more loot that's just cookie cutter with the same perks and everything. Yeah, I agree. But I and I, I, I'm that plus the fact that they have a solution at hand for their kind of mediocre legendary loot, and it is literally they could look at any player's vault and it's all sitting there, stuff that is used by zero point zero one percent of the the player base. Turn those perks into legendary perks, both armor and weapons, and throw them in the game as legendaries. <laughs> Because they're not true exotics. Otherwise, they would be used. So that's and that still kind of make, gives us the problem with all of our seasonal stuff is that the seasonal items, be it armor, weapons, exotics, or whatever, they are they are pass fail for the community. They're either good and everybody uses them, or they're bad and they just get left behind. And I think that's the problem is that with the way that Bungie has their systems in place and the way that they do their releases and the way that they kind of generate their content, the items that you use are pass-fail. And as long as they keep that mantra going, this content that they shell out is just going to be pretty hollow and shallow, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I think that that's actually a perfect segue into our next uh, my next uh, point I wanted to talk about. Um, so... As we are aware, you know, when you buy the when you buy the next the big DLC, so Beyond Light, Shadowkeep, so on and so forth, uh, there's a cost for the season pass built into it, right? Uh, and that cost, you know, in order to buy the season, it costs ten dollars. So we'll spend forty dollars a year as a player who plays every season, purchasing the next four seasons. That's so ten dollars per season. Is there enough value for the player? To purchase that, I mean, for you to for you to sit there as a um, as a content creator, you know, and and for for you know us to to continue to push this content out, and for Meow to you know to be a, a mod and, and you know say, hey, this is the game we play and this is why we play. It. Is there actually enough value to say buy the next season? I mean. There is. I mean, ten dollars is not an arm and a leg. Uh, there, even though we we're sitting here with dissecting it, and and you know we're not happy because we've seen so much better, because we know what they can do and what they've done in the past. But yeah, ten dollars is is not a bad investment for a little bit of a new activity, some new storylines, a few new weapons, new cosmetics. New like it is. It it makes sense. Plus. 
any battle pass in any game, the extra loot that you get, the seasonal boost, the XPs, like that, that all has dollar value attached to it as well, at least in my opinion. So I, I don't think the $10 is, is crazy for it. No, close right. If you look at it the, this way, as a new player, let's say if I was buying Beyond Light and the season just to kind of hop in as a fresh player, it's worth it because the, the extra stuff you get from the season pass and the armor and weapons and everything, it's good. It's a good boost. It'll give you something to kind of grind for, something to kind of look for. Um, and I can say that I've, I've confidently spent at least 10 hours doing Season of the Hunt content. And I'm like $10 for 10 hours worth of entertainment. That's pretty good. Um, and I mean, I buy a pizza for 15 bucks and it gives me about 30 seconds worth of entertainment. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but, but yeah, so if, but if you're a, an existing player, the way that we, I feel a lot of us look at seasons are what are the good bits that I pull out of this season that are useful. And if you are a current player that is somebody who plays like 20 hours a week and just goes crazy. And you're really still thinking about buying this season. If you're looking at the good bits, what you can get from it is Hawkmoon. You can get duality and you can get the grenade launcher, the new waveform grenade launcher with ambitious assassin. And all three of those things are fairly interesting. I think just for 10 bucks, like those three things are worth looking at and playing with. Um, Just, as like a like alongside all the other stuff for the season so just those three things are probably worth about 10 bucks so the rest of it uh the rest of the content you'll be doing like take it or leave it but the little the good parts of this season are good are interesting at least so that's worth 10 bucks you heard it here first guys the ten dollars has a is a community stamp of approval (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah invest and play with us um so last question before we wrap it up for the night, guys. Um, and this is really just kind of wrapped around the upcoming Sherpa Sherpaing that we're doing for the, the Grandmasters. The, probably the hardest uh, event that Clo does Sherpaing for. And uh, we're all grateful, you know, uh, me specifically, because uh, that's how I met you, Clo, uh, on a yeah. random LFG post uh, that I didn't even find. Somebody else found and dragged me <laughs> along with. <That's> <laughs> Shout out Angel. to Angel. I remember, yep. Angel. <laughs> um, you know, so and I imagine a lot of the communities found you that way, and it's it's a fantastic way to, to grow. And um, so I'd like to kind of dig into a few things um, about these 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 runs. Um, yeah. You know, so the first one being, what are some expectations you have for the the carry, uh, the, the person you're, you're not carrying? I, I apologize, the not carry Sherpaing through these runs. What are some expectations you have for them besides the obvious the obvious being able to enter the event? Yeah, I mean, it's really just be able to take direction. It's not that it's the whole point of, of like when I started doing the Sherpa runs is to counteract how toxic LFGs can be and how hard it can be. And uh, even today we were reading with, with uh, a guy, and you know, for his sake, we won't mention his name, but words that came out of his mouth at one point, I was like, oh, why didn't you say something? And he's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm usually a bit quiet when I'm around people that I don't know, right? Because he's probably been in, asshole groups excuse my french on lfg that are treating him like garbage and it's not it's not fun you know i mean people don't people are still human beings at the end of the day and i get those kind of messages from my community which is heartwarming because they'll they'll hear somebody say something and they'll be like see that's the reason why i'm so scared of playing with random groups and people talking like that or acting like that and you get it you know at the end of the day 
even though we are socializing, we're also all introverts. Like we're all online. We're not out socializing. There's a reason for that. So my expectations are very, very simple. It's just be able to take, be able to take direction. And usually anybody that has grinded their level up to be ready for grandmasters, because it's not something that just happens. They tend to have all the exotics. They tend to have decent armor. They tend to have most of the mods. It, like it's stuff you can work around and, and, and figure out. So genuinely it's just you know, be open to taking directions and you know, learning, learning and listening to commands because these in, in the GMs, it's just kind of a process to me. Like be being meticulous, taking things in the right order, that gets you there. You know, simple as that. That's at least what worked for me to be able to Sherpa uh, last season as, as many times as we did. And, you know, so many different people at different skill levels and, and skill gaps. And that, that's how we did it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there, in just, I know you said this before in stream and you've said this to almost everybody you've ever Sherpa'd. Um, but just so it's out there and you know people new people looking at this video trying to see what the what we're all about do you have a skill level requirement i mean we're not looking for kds you're not looking for anything like that could you go into a little bit detail of what your expectations are <laughs> for that are so that people it's very clear yeah um have the game installed on your pc <laughs> uh have an account and have a character made at an appropriate level that's it be human i don't know that's it's so it's literally just you know everybody's welcome man we'll, we'll, we've figured it out with everybody that has come across our plate even people that have been 50 60 levels under that can't do damage to a single enemy still taking them through activities and me and meow in, in in prophecy last season like i remember those and honestly for the for the right activities not like raids and stuff that's tough but for the right activities it's kind of fun. Provides an extra challenge for me and and for Meow when we've done it together and for whoever else. It it becomes a little bit entertaining because we've done those activities to the point where they're muscle memory. You know, uh, like I always, the funniest one is when when we would do dungeon nights in last season and Pit of Heresy would come across. Oh man, <laughs> those were think, funny. Yeah, so I know world record pit of heresy is like five minutes. Or okay, warlocks with world line zero when it was busted, but I don't care. That doesn't count. It's not a five minute dungeon, but we still cleared it in like I think I think it was eleven. It was twelve minutes and something like that. Like it was we we hit under twelve. I think it was eleven fifty six was our fastest time. About just it's like all right, buddy. The person we bring in. Have you ever done this before? No. Do you want to really learn? Not really. I just kind of want to get the drops and get the pinnacle. Okay, cool. buckle up. And we just we just would go. Fly would be, it's like just really quickly, just like knowing it's weird when you play. I mean, everybody who has a group they play with will eventually get to the point where you know what your teammates will do before they do it. And yeah. after playing with Chloe for six years, we are pretty much at a 97% success rate of that kind of interpersonal knowledge when playing as a team together and if you can get like that with other people that you want to play with more you can do anything in any game and it just becomes significantly easier yep i agree awesome um so as you're aware everybody's aware in the stream probably too and if you're watching in the last two weeks uh, so this is episode two and you know this is being filmed on the december 30th uh, we've incorporated a raffle system in order to take care of the queue for the community. 
um, makes things quick, efficient. You can get in, you can get out. Uh, hopefully, cuts down some of the you know the clothes looking for for you um, part of it, so we can get into the excruciating long explaining the mod selection. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So. <laughs> You know, I, I want to just give you last second here before we uh, we close out here today. Just to, um, some advice to so, to somebody before they they enter a raffle. What those minimum expectations are. Uh, I know we've talked about light level. I know we've talked about you know make sure the game's installed. Um, <laughs> is there is there anything else mod wise or anything that you can think of that that advice wise you can give to somebody or. No, it's more you know if you if you're there that, that that's what the whole point of the of the raffle was is to avoid that because what was happening is you know my my time is limited too unfortunately I wish I could spend all day and night here with you guys and, and keep helping people but that's not the case so every minute counts and when we're doing you know 30 40 minute activities we need every minute that we can get to do more runs and get more people through so what used to happen was okay we get done with an activity who's in queue reach out to these people. Oh, let's give him five minutes to respond. He didn't respond. Let's move down the queue. Give him five minutes because you can't send the message and expect them to respond in one minute either. You got to give people time to respond if they're if they're just in a queue. And what ended up happening is next thing you know, 30 minutes has gone by by the time I get the next run lined up. And then we talk and get set up and then we go into the activity. So then it's over an hour per run. And this way, it requires people to be in stream watching and participating in the raffle actively so they know you know they, they can't even enter the raffle in any other way than actively entering it and that way we sh we should you know remove that and cut down the time quite a lot and i think we saw that tonight even we were, when we were doing the raids and and we had you know two people per raid it went relatively quick it was a 3 minute raffle window and we got two players each time and it, it was no problem at all also encourages more community interaction too because while you're kind of waiting in the chat like you'll play the games that we have all set up we have like the the raid simulation we actually technically have two raid simulations that, now thank uh, you so much <laughs> meow for the for that one those those who haven't yet so he's talking about certain mini games that we have where you can gamble and and wager this currency strange coins which you then use to buy tickets in the raffle and meow wrote a dope script for it it used to be called the bank heist that's kind of the standard one but he he turned it into a raid and it's pretty cool actually if you guys ever get a chance to get in there it, it's pretty fun but that's the whole idea is is when Close started this out when we talked about it. The idea was to make a community. And by shifting the, the changes that we've done in the last couple weeks, we are gearing people and making a more comfortable and more, I guess, like, uh, um, geared environment for people to kind of want to be involved, want to communicate, want to get to know everybody. And the the if we have kind of the door open in a better way for people, people will come and people will be more interested. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100%. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. Uh, uh, a lot of fantastic we covered, you know, very specific to the season. Um, you know, so before we, we log off here, guys, and uh, uh, we head out, just a please remind reminder to everybody watching, if you have any, con any ideas or feedback you want to provide us, uh, hit us up in the comments section below or uh, Discord or the stream or wherever. Uh, we want to hear your feedback so we can make improvements here. Uh, you know, we, we definitely don't want to be wasting our time with stuff nobody wants to watch. So uh, let us know. And uh, that's all I have for you guys. Anything else for you two today? Well, that should be no, about it. Thank you very much. 
Thank you guys. Stay safe and hope to catch you tomorrow.